Let us uh, kick off. Yes, I'm on it today. You're on it. Okay, hello. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello. This is Look at Will You Listen? I'm Neve Bennett. I'm really impressed. I've been practicing that, that one. Uh, <laughs> I know somebody, who I am. Somebody did say that to me. Said she, you know, she's really professional, and she gets back to you know, she brings you back, and she's really good. <laughs> and then she blows it by not knowing her name. I'm Neve Bennett. I'm Ron Burgundy. Um, yeah, no, I am Neve Bennett. As of November twelfth, uh, although my marriage license still hasn't shown up, so it's not on my bank cards, which, exactly. which really throws me. But two old radioheads, we go through six subjects in thirty minutes with opinions and stories thrown in, bearing in mind that we do not know what the other person's subjects are. And you know, you you do send me in your stuff and I print it out, but I do make sure I don't look at it. Because I don't have a printer as no. we were all in lockdown. Exactly. And I gave my printer away thinking, oh, I'm a minimalist I'm now. Need, I'm I'll never need, need a print. What would I need a printer for? I work in an office. Yeah. I'll give it away to people because we don't need possessions anymore because we'll always work in an office because nothing can ever change that. That's the way it is. Ha ha ha. You are welcome to contribute. <laughs> at look it at uniquemedia.ie or you can tweet look it podcast. That's L-O-O-K-I-T podcast. You're very professional. On Twitter. Thank you very much. You really are. You dress professionally, so that's the first step. I yeah, do so not, I have to look about it, but you yeah. actually do it. You put the two of us together, you might get a podcast. Do you know, we need to do a picture as well. Somebody else said that to me, and I might do Ooh, that yes. while you're talking or something. Oh, yeah. Just to show, <laughs> well, I'll take it from this studio through. Oh, yes. Sorry, I just kicked because, the chair. And, and you're all dressed up today as well. Well, yeah, but I, um, I, I just decided not to wear leggings today because I thought, you know, a year of stretchy pants is enough. That's all dressed up as far as we're concerned. <laughs> telling you. <laughs> Kevin was on last week. You know our unofficial producer. I think oh yes, it was Kevin. Our, yes, Kevin. He's and wonderful. He's a wonderful he said, producer. He was never very, misses a beat. He was very impressed by the fact that it, we were six minutes in and we still hadn't started. Hadn't started. Yeah. Exactly. This is why we need Kevin on the team. Exactly. Because he'd be like, guys, come on, this is ridiculous. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. We also have a new member of the team, which I'm going to tell you about a little bit later. I know nothing about this. I know you don't. This is a podcast that no one knows anything exactly. about. <laughs> yes, particularly both of us. <laughs> um, okay, we're, we're two and a bit in. Let's get started let's, so that Kevin can get onto us. Let's be here. Exactly. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, current Affairs comes first and I always go first. And I feel like that's unfair because I over talk and you're taking pictures so I'll just wave um, at you. Yeah. And um, I over talk and then you don't get to do your story and it looks like I'm hogging the microphone but I actually have no interest in hogging the mic. But that said, I will go first. Yeah, but 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 when you don't over talk, I interact. You see, okay, okay, and drag it out. So because mine are generally not as good as yours, I don't believe that. So for a second. because you're the talented one, that's not true. But my current affairs story is breaking news. Really, really important stuff. One of the things that's become really important to me during lockdown is taking the bins out. Is it grey bin or is it brown bin and green bin? And that's actually become important to me, and that's really sad that that's one of the punctuation points of my week. But that's what it is. Amanda Holden, she was, she videoed herself. I don't know that she was the first one, but she videoed herself putting the bins out in a ball gown. And a lady from Surrey named Andrea Belcher saw her, was very inspired, and has decided that as part of her lockdown, she's going to dress in fancy dress every single week to put the bins out. And she's been doing it for the guts of a year. Almost a full year of 52, almost, different costumes, including, but not limited to, Marge Simpson, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, a huge inflatable T-Rex, a hot dog, Charlie Chaplin, Darth Vader. There's 52 of them and she's been very committed and she puts up little videos on TikTok and she has an Instagram account which is at binbusyandrea, which is an account and a pun. 
I think I saw the, the dinosaur one. Did you? It was on Twitter, <laughs> yeah, someone put it up. I love that dinosaur costume. There was another story where a bride told her sister that she'd give her money to buy a bridesmaid dress and she could wear anything she wanted, pick anything she wanted, and she thought, I may as well buy something that I, you know, I'll get to wear again and something that I wouldn't have maybe spent the money on if it was my own money. So she got that same inflatable giant T-Rex costume. You could also find that video on the internet and I would have killed her. Like, I'm not a bridezilla, but there's, I have limits. Well. I have limits. What's wrong with that? That's my limit. And a giant inflatable T-Rex costume is my limit. I would have, I would have more expected you to be wearing that. That's exactly it. <laughs> Never upstage the bride, the bride. Especially if she's a bridezilla. Exactly. Yes. Like your good self. Yeah. And there was two other bridesmaids and um, they were wearing dresses like normal people and this mad person was in her inflatable costume. But Andrea Belcher from Surrey, she says, it's nice to have a little bit of silliness, a little bit of craziness and to make people smile. And I have to credit one of my favourite news sources, which is Sky News Weird Stories for this, which I love. It always comes up with the important stuff for me. I probably need to stay away from that then <laughs> when, when, because if you were taking the best ones out of it but I thought that was really silly uh, I was torn between that story this week and Lady Gaga's dogs were stolen I Lady think Gaga. two days Lady Gaga her dog walker was held at gunpoint not held at gunpoint actually but shot and had to be taken to hospital as two of her dogs bulldogs I believe were taken away by a man in a car the dog walker is in hospital but I think he's going to be okay and one of the dogs ran away and was found by police so there's a half a million dollar reward for bringing her dogs back and there will be no questions asked. So those are all my very important current affairs stories this week. The land of the free, huh? Indeed. Free to rob Lady Gaga's dogs. Yeah, with guns in LA, there's no need for that. No. No need for that. Uh, As a a recent dog owner, I would be devastated because I think of it all the time because dog theft is a huge problem oh, right now oh it is now. yeah yeah uh, so, we work yeah. with the DSPCA it is it's a big it's a it's big issue it's so distressing especially when they you know go for the microchips and cut them out it's yeah. the most horrific thing in the world uh, and I do know there's other horrific things in the world but yeah. um, god leave the dogs alone did you get a bag for your dog yet? Uh, she's had a bag since she was born So, but you don't she carry travels. her around in the bag yeah do you? I do <laughs> you haven't sent me that picture <laughs> she's had well see she was before she had the bag so that she could travel in the car. Oh yeah. And it, you can put the bag. You can put a seatbelt around the bag so that she's safe. So that in the event of a crash, she's not going to be a rocket flying through the window. Fair enough. So she's safe. Also, I figured as a teeny dog, if I had a bag, I could bring her into work. If she learned to be cool in the bag, but she is. <laughs> she loves the bag. Even when we're not traveling, she likes to sit in her bag and bring all her disgusting trophies in there. She likes the snails and all kinds of horrible things that she brings. Have you had bag. her on your bike on the uh, on the no. basket in the she's front? She's a no? jumper, so I don't know that she's ever going to be able to be <laughs> on my basket for health and safety reasons. But I'd love, I'd love it because it is something I've had to stop doing riding bikes because. Well, you've nowhere to go, have you? Nowhere, well, I, what we do is we drive down to my parents and we stand outside the door and they which get to the Which is within the, the 5k dog, limit. Which is within the 5k yeah. limit, which is important to point out yeah. at this time. Um, so, yes, as I would love studio. to. As is the studio. There are two studios. Mm-hmm. We are in one each and we are not breathing the same air. Exactly. But yes, I would love to bring my dog on a bike. I've thought about this. You can get these dog backpacks. I saw them once when I was on holidays in America and someone was cycling with a dog in a backpack but they're kind of clipped in safely and their heads are out so it's supposed to be safe and I don't know I don't know if I'm willing to go that route but I miss cycling and I have a tiny dog and those are the facts of life do not steal my dog at gunpoint do not shoot my dog walker who is me uh, my dog does terrible walks because she just likes sitting down in the middle of the road because we still haven't got the moving in a straight line thing it's 
takes a long time I, to get around the block. I was out walking um, last weekend, I think, and I came across this girl who had a Labrador puppy. Oh, they're and gorgeous. The, they are absolutely they're gorgeous. Beautiful. And she was just down on her knees beside the Labrador. And I was, as I was getting closer, I was thinking, that dog just doesn't want to walk, does it? No, nope, they, they do just, not want to walk. just decided to sit down. And yep. she knew there's no way this dog. So she was just sitting beside it, effectively, waiting for yeah. her to make up its mind to go for, to get up. Yeah, if there's ever a pile of leaves, she'll just get down and lie down, roll over on her back and just have a break. And it takes forever to do our 25 minute walk. Takes about an hour, and also I have the smallest dog in the world, and everybody wants to ask all about her. Yeah. She is ridiculously cute. I am biased, but I will tweet a picture of her because I am a crazy dog lady, and I'm obsessed. It is, it is a very cute dog, <laughs> do, and and do tweet it. You were on Twitter late last night. I yes, I'm I'm trying to get better at being you, on. You the normally social don't media. do an awful lot of social media, and this thing came up. I as, know. What the hell is she doing? Like, <laughs> well, I know you 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 generally are up late on a Thursday night. You've explained this to me before, but on the Twitter. On the Twitter, yes, which is where I found the Lady Gaga story. Oh, very good. Um, so I thought that had to be mentioned as a shocking piece of current affairs. What is your piece of current affairs of choice this week? It's probably something that was done on the radio to death all over the week, but um, we'll, we'll get off it as quickly as we can. They're, they're remaking Fraser. Have you seen that? No. Yeah. No. Classic grammar coming really? back as Fraser. Um, <clears throat> they said, the bit I was reading said, don't know whether Niles is in there or what was her name? The the Manchester lady. Um, I never watched it. Did you not? It was very funny. I think I was slightly too young when it first came out. Possibly. I think I just missed the mark, but I think I would love it. So I would love to go back. You would love it because I think it's I about would. posh people. It's about, is it about a psychiatrist? Yes. And I like that as well. Yeah, you'd love that. I like would. posh people and psychiatry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, in fact, interests you, include long romantic walks, posh people, and, <laughs> and psychiatry. psychiatry. It's very, but it's very, very funny. It's exceptionally well written. It seems um, the few bits that I've seen seem very quick, like very witty, yeah, good scripting. It is, type it's, and it's it's Incle- it's inclevigent. good, good American. <laughs> yes, inclevigent. Inclevigent. It's good American it's comedy because some of them are just a bit not. It seems a little bit not like Seinfeld, but a little bit on the sophisticated humor side. Yes, okay. it is. Exactly. Not like some of that, that thing 50 metres from the sun or something like that. Can't get into which is or whatever it's called. <laughs> and were you a Fraser fan the first time round? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> oh, if you're a fan of it, then it must be really good because you're incredibly selective about television. Probably not less so then. But okay. um, I like Cheers. Did you ever see Cheers? Again, it, I just missed it. That would have been it, far, think, too, yeah. far too. You, you were just probably missed only born it. When it was. Just very, very well written. Re- anything that's well written is, is yeah. good, no matter what genre and, or and what style. And very, very I funny. Like Another thing that came back, I was going to ask you what you'd like to see come back, but the Animaniacs. Did you ever watch them? Loved the Animaniacs. Ah, yes. So that's my jam. That's I was there for that. Are you aware that they, they've rebooted that? No. Um, ah, yeah. On, on, but that's brilliant Not news. on Now TV, not on one of them. Right? Amazing. Um, and they brought it back, and, and it's on another one of these subscription ones, which I don't have, and none of my kids don't have, because it's one of the more niche ones. Okay. So I haven't seen an awful lot of it. I've just seen some of the ones that they put up on YouTube, some of the clips. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's really funny. They're classic characters. They're really well done. I would love to watch the Animaniacs again. Well, it's well worth, I mean, it's well worth watching again, the original series. But I mean, the the voiceover guys are fantastic. Maurice LaMarche doing, you know, Pinky, or doing the brain rather, um, who's based on Orson Welles. You know that. Really? Yes. Didn't know that. Yes. Wow. What have we got to do tonight, Brian? (laughs) Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to to take take over over the the world. world. (laughs) Brilliant. Wasn't there some theory that um, the brain was actually not the intelligent one and Pinky was? There was some, like, one of those weird conspiracy theories. Very possible. <laughs> but you got to remember, it's only a cartoon. It is only a cartoon. But an excellent cartoon. A fantastic. An iconic Slappy cartoon. Squirrel. 
I loved her. Loved Slappy Squirrel. Love, uh, I love all the. I assume all the Daffy Ducks and the Bugs Bunny and everybody's coming back with them. No, no, not because at all? they weren't part of the Animaniacs. The really Animaniacs, not? you see, were just. It was that program which had Ooh. featured certain characters. So there's Pinky and the Brain, Slappy Squirrel. There was the uh, the bubbles? good the good yeah Bubbles was in there. Yes. Uh, Pink uh, the the good pigeons. Or the oh, good feathers. Yeah, Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a good pigeon. <laughs> what are you saying? Are you saying I'm funny? Funny like a clown? <laughs> love that. No, I love all of that stuff. For some reason, I thought Daffy Duck had made a, an appearance in that at some point. No. No. I think... Okay. No. I'm a mixed up child then. You are. Okay. Well, but, I'm excited about it. they were Warner Brothers cartoons as yeah. well. And they were exceptionally funny because they were written by really... Tom and Jerry isn't that funny. It's, it's beautifully yes. put together. Bugs Bunny um, and most of the Warner Brothers cartoons, firstly, they had, they had what's his name, doing the VO, the guy I went to see him. In, oh, in, not uh, Mel... No, Mel... Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. Doing, doing all the voice characterizations, who was fantastic. But the scripts were really, really funny and the, the, because they were written by funny guys. That's, Warner Brothers kind of did, well, we want to be funny. Yes. Uh, Mickey Mouse is not funny. He's beautifully drawn. Yes. These guys, they were funny. Well, that's very exciting. Uh, I also know that... And I don't know how I feel about this. The Wizard of Oz is making a comeback. They're mm. remaking the movie. I don't have too much info on it in front of me, but I know offhand that they are remaking it. And it's a cult classic, and I always feel really nervous about that. But you never know. They, Michael Jackson and Diana Ross did The Wiz back in the late that. 70s. You're probably seeing? better off yeah, not seeing it. Yeah, I imagine. It wasn't, it wasn't the, uh, the best thing in the world, but um, I think Motown put it together, and that's why they had uh, Jackson and Diana Ross and a couple of the other Motown stars there. But uh, no, I don't know if you can... Yeah, listen, mm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan it? of remakes. Yeah. Probably because as you get older, you remember the original and you, you have a, an affinity with the original. It's such a cult classic, though. It's such yeah. a yeah. It's such a perfect... Move still, you know, Christmas movie, and then you think of the Johnny Depp, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory version, and I go, oh, yeah, and I just hope it's not another Chocolate Factory. No more Chocolate Factory. No more Chocolate Factory. No more Chocolate Factory. Well, some Wilder more chocolate, and, but uh, always more chocolate. Are you off the chocolate for the? I am off the chocolate for the. And mint. the tea. And the tea because I was drinking an absolutely obscene amount of tea because of lockdown, and it had to stop. And I am, whatever it is, a week and a half in. As I said to you, go on. Go, we have decaf out here. We'll, I'll, I'll get you some next week. It's, it's not, it's not tea. It's decaf tea. It's not tea, but uh, I've decided that I'm going to do this. Okay, if you're going to do go, it, going to go cold turkey. Because if I start creeping in, like I think decaf is the gateway to the hard stuff. <laughs> I'll be back on the berries before you know it. Well, it's back berry, on the red stuff. Decaf. Berries decaf is the best decaf, as mm. far as I'm concerned. Hello, little girl. Do you want to try some decaf tea? <laughs> Mom, there's a weird man at the school gate. He's making me try decaf. It's weird. Exactly. Uh, right, let's get back to what we're here to do. Um, culture. Second, second topic, yeah. culture. I'm excited about this. Okay. Having only heard a trailer and 15 minutes of the first podcast. Um, I imagine you would be excited about this and that you probably know about it. Former President Barack Obama. And Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Yeah. So freaking cool. Uh, they've made a podcast called Renegades, Born in the USA. Launched on Spotify on Monday. There's two episodes up there. They're about, roughly, I think, 50 minutes each. I listened to 15 minutes on the way in here because I just found out about it. Yeah. And it is so... It is, it is for me. What it are they so talking good. about? So they're talking about different aspects of being American. I mean, hold and on. Is the format of, as good as this one? I think that they are... Nick and our, our, they our are, act. They are just nipping at our heels in terms of popularity. They're stealing our hilarious act, basically. banter. They they're heard they're the completely gig. stealing they our said, act. <laughs> hey, those guys, do you see what they're doing? That's funny. Let's do it. They're uh, what we maybe don't have. Someone, uh, there's a lot of deep meaningfuls 
even 15 minutes in. The first episode is called Outsiders, an unlikely friendship, and it's how that they're kind of joined by not being outsiders, but as Bruce Springsteen says, and it's something that you and I have talked about, because I would compare our careers to both Bruce Springsteen <laughs> and Barack Obama. I'm not going to ask of which, which of us is which. I did wonder that. Yeah. I did wonder that, because there's a there's a You're probably of, the two of them. Because the, the whack Obama about you, but there's also a bit of the boss, so I think... I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Obama, and you, you can beat Bruce. <laughs> and um, so they've gone to Brucey's house. They're, they're in his studio. There's a load of guitars all around, and mm-hmm. they're talking about being outsiders and how you probably wouldn't need to be in the public eye, and you probably wouldn't need to be singing the way we talk about. You know, a lot of our colleagues are introverts, yeah. even though they're on the radio being very extroverted. And it's because, as one of our esteemed colleagues, Rick O'Shea, said to me before, he was like, "If you could talk to people in real life, you wouldn't." you know, need to be in a room talking to them. Now, Rick is brilliant at talking to people, but we're all, everyone who I'm friends with in radio is an, is an introvert, yeah, secretly. Yeah, I think it's because we don't like people. You said this before, you know. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's easier to, we can, no, it's different. What we're doing, we're talking to each other. But when you're when you're doing a program, if uh, disc jockeying, for example, you're just talking to a microphone, but the microphone yeah. is a person. Yes, the microphone is a person. And you become friends with the people who listen. Yeah. And as much as I love people, I need a lot of alone time. I love being with people, but I just need I just need a good 80% alone time. Yeah. Really powerfully introverted. And no one ever believes that. But that's because I get my 80% alone time. And that's why I'm okay. So my cultural piece is I cannot wait to listen to the rest of it. There's lots of... First of all, they are who they are. They're, they're super cool. The second part is their voices are amazing. And then what they talk about and how quickly they get into the deep stuff is is amazing. So I'm really excited to listen to the rest It's the deep podcast. stuff part that is kind of putting me... Oh, I, I was going to say it put like, you off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Deep and Meaningfuls uh, for probably, I think, about eight episodes, but only two up right now on Spotify. And I am very excited. I'll give it a go. It's the first time I've ever been compared to Barack Obama, which I'll take in a in a in a very uh, positive light. And hopefully not the last time. Hmm. Well, you know, there I you think go. He probably has a little bit more hair than than me, but probably the color of it is similar. That's not untrue. I would have said that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that that's probably the only thing that we have in common. <laughs> You're not a Hawaiian former president who I'm studied not. law in Harvard, but mm. you are a man of many talents. And, Many um, singular talents. <laughs> Sorry, singular exceptional talents. Talent. Yeah. And I think that they you they just keep um, digging their knee. They've probably listened to look at what you listen, yeah. and they were like, we could we could you know not reach their level, but we could do something. Because Bruce nicked, has a studio. They've so. nicked our act. They've nicked basically. our act. Yeah. Yes. And before I take any more of your time, what is your culture piece all done? It's not really culture, but okay. but I just found it interesting. Actually, was was it supposed to be in the it was supposed to be in the first one, but I'll push it down to to uh, culture. I was going to do horse racing, but let's leave that until we get close to um, to Cheltenham. Um, the surprising side effects of eating oatmeal. Now, what? How this came about? I love oatmeal. We're both we're both fans of porridge. porridge. Yes. Is that an age thing, Neve? I don't know, but I didn't. Not grow in your up. case, maybe in mine. <laughs> I didn't grow up eating porridge, but it's something I came to in college, and I thought I've been missing out on this my whole life. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a huge porridge person, but I, it was later in life. I would have had it. Yeah, but and, and you're like you're only a kid, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm a child. I'm very a child old. Bride, there yes. would have been a little bit of porridge in my life as a child, but not that much. Uh, you but have rations. 
Exactly. Just the little bit of porridge. It was the the Boer War, you know, was going on at the time. Just 15 grams per day. I think it was because we didn't particularly like it. But, um, you know, over the last few years, I've gotten into porridge and it's it's very nice. We've done the the study with the banana and the whole lot. Yeah, I was going to say. By the way, somebody else said to me as well, you need to explain that if half the stuff we talk about, we're referencing back some of the other episodes. So you have to listen to some of them. Have people not listened to the full back catalogue? I'm only saying. That's their loss. I think it's their fault. Well, it is too. Fascinating. So oatmeal, right? Yes. And I was I was going to pick out the main points of this. Very interesting. Before you come in, but then I got a phone call and then you come in, so I haven't had a look. To, <laughs> I had a I had a brief look at it yesterday. It can improve your athletic performance. Really? Apparently. Well, I am a high performance athlete. I do online Pilates. You do, and you're very very. You know, Something. competitive. <laughs> uh, that was the word I was looking for. Uh, instead of a protein bar or a shake, try a bowl of oatmeal. That's what it says here. Okay. Um, it increases your metabolism. Does Two, it? oatmeal can boost your heart health. Can it? Apparently. Want your heart to stay healthy for years? Try starting your day with a bowl of oatmeal. Great. I will. It didn't work for me, but well, anyway. <laughs> uh, number three. What was uh, going to say? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you said it yourself. Yeah. Oatmeal can boost your digestive health. Can it? Yes. I assume it's very fibrous. Uh, the health of your gut can affect the well-being of virtually every other part of your body. Yes. Luckily, oatmeal might just be the thing you need to achieve a healthier, happier belly. Right. Good. F- fibre content. You're absolutely right. Had I read this before, I would have got to that part much quicker. <laughs> and finally, oatmeal can improve your immune system. Can it? How does it do this? Have you read that part yet? No. Okay. Um, young businessman sneeze. Oh, hang on. That's the picture. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I laughed very, very loudly. <laughs> Want to boost your gut health and immune? Blah, blah, blah. Could be as simple as making. Okay, doing come his on. research on air. Yes, exactly. F- fiber content. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> Oatmeal improves gut health. Blah blah. blah. Um, somebody said Barack blah, blah. Obama would never, never he w- show he up. He would have done the research. He would have read the Parge article. Um, registered dietitian. The fact alone will amuse. Listen, it says it here, right? I can't be reading all of that. You can't because, be reading all that. Listen, That's if ridiculous. it's boring me when I'm reading it, it's going to bore anybody listening to this. I eat 60 grams of porridge every day, and yes, I do measure it because if I don't, I free pour, and then I pour about. Of 150 grams. You're only supposed to eat about 30 grams, I think. But I'm an eater. I'm an avid eater. I've never apologised for that. So I make my porridge every day. I cut up grapes and I put grapes into them or or strawberries or whatever. And uh, loads of uh, gritty stuff on top. They go, you know, the little seedy, gritty yolks they get in Lidl or Aldi. The kind of like sunflower, flaxseed, grindy, uppy jobs. Don't mind a bit of maple syrup, but it's a treat. Not every day. 60 grams. it sounds like a lot. I've no idea. What I do is I, I do half a half a mugful and half a mug of, of, of uh, milk. There's That's probably easier. a million grams in there, is there? I doubt it. I doubt there's even 60. I just weigh it. I don't know why I just didn't put it in a mug and see how much that was. Well, that's, that's what it says on the side of the thing. Give it half a, well, it says half a cup. I do half a mug. I probably do too much no more than yourself. I'll try the 60. I'll, I'll do the measures. I don't know. Yeah, another experiment. Another experiment. We love the experiment. I'm, I'm going to write that down and show the difference between 60 grams and a half a mug. But I do feel like if you fill up on the good stuff, then you're not going to go nyucking. I don't know if nyucking is a real word, but we always use it in our family. My dad nyucks a lock of biscuits. I think he just makes up his own language. But you're not going to go nyucking, which is stealing a load of load yeah, of biscuits from, and sweets and stuff. From, he's from Donegal. He's from Donegal. They have their yeah, own. They have they, their own syntax. They speak their own thing. Their yeah. Own. So yeah, eat the good stuff, and then you won't be nyucking. Uh, full of fiber and keeps you full. I mean, it's a bit of a pain in the hoop to put it together in the morning because I'm not a morning person. So uh, well, let me do the experiment. I'll yeah, do so that and <laughs> I'll do and see which is which. So it might just be easier for you to do the uh, the, the, the half a cup. 
Okay, I will also experiment this week. Do. This is the kind of cutting-edge journalism oh, that we've become used to and known for. You will not get this kind of... Enter- Sorry, I was going to say entertainment. It's not really... <laughs> you will not get this kind of cutting-edge scientific experimentation. Yep. Barack Obama and the boss? They have no measuring scales. I can verify that. Exactly. There is no mention of grams or metrics There's in any way in the first episode. two lads who wouldn't know what to measure or how to measure things. Indeed. Out of touch with the real people. This is it. We are the real people. We are the people. Let's go the wild card. I have wild a good card. one actually for the wild card. I'm sure you do. My we're never uh, going to get to it. We're never getting. How much, how much time do we have? No, left? you've Where are we time. on the clock? Okay, because <laughs> I can fit this into it. This is a, one of my. I always talk about my passions, and I've realised I'm very passionate. I have a lot of passions. Passionate. Passionate. We've often said it about you. Yes, one of my passions is having spent several years as a child in Portugal, which was an incredible experience. It is such an amazing country. What a great place to live. Uh, Everyone came over and was obsessed with these pastel de nata, these little custard tarts. Oh, yes. Absolutely obsessed. And I didn't get it until I was older. I don't know why I didn't get it until I was older. But they are a little slice of heaven. Where were, were you in Lisbon? I know I you were in, in Portugal. Estoril, I told you before me. Oh, yeah. It's, it's near. It's not Cascais. too far Yes. Yeah, so it's an hour, far from an hour on the train from Lisbon, but yeah. it's on the beach near near the yep, ocean. It's beautiful just, place. It is absolutely amazing. So it was the most wonderful and magical experience. And I said to my parents, I said, oh, am I just making up that it was that good? No. Everyone loved it. Where did your, your dad worked in Lisbon? Did he? He so. worked in Lisbon, and he worked for a, sort of an international company. Yeah. He got moved to Portugal for a few years, and we all went along for the ride, and Obviously. it was brilliant. Yeah. And I love these pastries so much—the little custard tarts. That I thought I'd give you a few fun facts. I've seen these. Rick, Rick Stein did them. Uh, he was in Lisbon. Could have been a long weekend or something. And he went into one place and, and got them. They look fantastic. They are. And I've been exquisite. over there a few times, but I never had them. You have. You must have one. Right. You must. You have to have a pastel. They're like kind of filled with custardy custard. thing, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. But they go back over 300 years to something that I'm going to mispronounce, the Geronimo's Monastery. Sorry to everyone who's Portuguese, because I know we have a huge listenership in Portugal. Absolutely. Hundreds of thousands in Berlin, which is west of Lisbon. So they date back to this monastery. Uh, It closed in 1834 and the recipe was then sold to the owners of Fabrica de Pestiche de Berlin, which opened in 1837, which is still the most famous place to try the custard tarts in all of Lisboa. And we're getting this from www.gadventures. Thank you for all the info. Um, <laughs> invented by monks uh, because at the time it was practiced to use egg whites to starch the nuns' habits, which then left the monks with a ton of yolks. So what are you going to do with a ton of yolks? Now, not make yolks in the sense that we might know it. Yeah. But uh, to them, yeah, they, they thought they'd make a load of custard. So they began baking them into delicious two-bite custard tarts. And the Fabrica de Pasteur de Berlin claims that they are the only place in Portugal serving the original recipe uh, which which they call Pasteur de Berlin there uh, just to be just to be special That's probably the place place where Stein went Possibly the original yeah. uh, I've had some incredible I've never been there but I've had some incredible uh, tarts. You, s- you speak Polish or, or Portuguese? I don't speak Polish, um, no. but I speak terrible Portuguese. When I was younger, I probably would have had a bit, uh, have a, bit a better grasp. I can yeah. still ask for an ice cream, and I can still say, you know, the important words like we and stuff. And oh, exactly. When you're when you're seven, eight, nine, it's really yeah. important to know those words. <laughs> so we have a little, a tiny bit. But uh, they may also have begun making it out of the need to survive. Um, because in 1820, all monasteries in Portugal were shut down as a result of the liberal revolution. And someone from the shuttered monastery began selling the tarts. And that basically saved them. So they're little little life-saving tarts. Those are marriage material. There's an old Portuguese saying that says, A bride who eats a pastry will never take off her ring. 
So there you go. It's common for newlyweds to visit that particular area and get a tour. There you go. Which you must do next time you're in Lisbon when the I, world opens up again. Uh, indeed. It's a spectacular well, thing to do. I was actually supposed to be there last, I think, September or October doing a little bit of work that we did yes, every year. But um, it didn't happen, funnily enough. Didn't happen. Why? I can't remember It's weird You never don't show up for a gig No exactly But uh, no I can't remember Why we couldn't get out of Ireland at all I don't know No idea I think it's your unprofessionalism Do you you know what I think is great And do you know what it comes down to It's your your, Because all you do is study all the time And you have all these degrees (laughs) When you do a Loser When you No When you do a bit You reference it (laughs) Right When I do a bit Harvard style of referencing Yeah exactly That's that's you all over Even if, no matter what the bit is, it's it's referenced to within an, a, a, the nth degree. Um, my pieces, I just, I dig them off the internet. I don't care where I get them. Is Are they real? I don't know. You I'm have just, the natural ability to sell them, which is much more oh, no, you important. Do, you, you, do, you do the sell as well. It's just, I, I love the, the, the way you, you reference everything as if as if it's it's important that, that, we're, that we're telling the truth. We're telling the truth, but also... I know that millions of people are listening to this. And, if and they want I, to go and I, check it out. They do. Also, I don't want to take credit for someone else's excellent research about custard tart. Oh, well, that's fair. No, no, no. I accept. And I know why you're doing it. And I accept <laughs> it. And I think, it, but, but I just think it's, it's, it's funny. And it all comes down to the fact that you spent so long in college. <laughs> you can't say anything college. without referencing where it came from. I can't stop. Something I learned in college this year, because I never studied business before, which is what I'm studying now, yeah. is I'm actually not that good at giving college presentations as a group. Oh, oh well, that, that's group, not you, it's, it's the group. Partic- it's, it's not you, it's the group. I thought that I could, I thought I could coast on my ability to, to speak without saying the word M all the time and that I felt confident speaking, but I have, have not nailed the, the group Zoom presentations it's, to date. It's, but Zoom, Doom group, Zoom Doom, things. I'm Doom doing, group. Yeah, exactly. We that's do, your personal We've done some pictures hobbies. on Zoom. It's not the same. It's not the same. Not, not the same. same, no. We've one minute left. Oh no, I've done it again <laughs> to you. Hit me with your wild card. Crumlin Shopping Centre on Twitter. Yes. Or, or do you follow? No. Follow. I've, never, I've never thought to do that. It's exceptionally funny. Is it? Yeah. You can really, like, you, any business can be hilarious on Twitter. It's, it's amazing. Not, it's, not really, it's not really the Crumlin Shopping It's some bloke from Crumlin. <laughs> and Crumlin Shopping Centre. Like, Crumlin Shopping Centre opened in 1973 or 74. It's a, not a great time for shopping centre architecture, and I always it, feel. It, yeah, exactly. And it, it's it's really now all it's got left, I think, is Dunn's or Tesco. One of them, I think it's Dunn's. Um, I actually remember when it when when it, when it opened. I'm from Drimna originally, and I was on my way home from school. Gayburn opened Crumlin Shopping Centre. Big crowd in there, don't you know? Little lad down there sings the song, good man. Um, but okay. it was it was. Uh, but the place is, you know, it's it's it doesn't have any shops. It's not the way. But it's just very very funny. Okay. Um, and he's always forever <laughs> slagging off Drimna um, because it's next door. But it's it's. And it's, a, it's got a lot of people uh, um, uh, following it. Try it. Just have a look. Okay. A lot of the stuff he puts up, we couldn't mention. Well, we could. We're not on the radio anymore. We're on this. I mean, you can yes. say bad things. <clears throat> but it's very, very funny. Okay. I love a good Twitter account. Crumlin Shopping Crumlin Centre Shopping on Twitter. Center. Okay. Like, uh, he'll have pictures of when Elvis was there in Texas fried chicken just before he died. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> that, and that's one of the mild ones. <laughs> Uh, like somebody he put up during the week, um, Cork has been voted the worst place on earth. <laughs> and somebody came back and said, um, above Ballyfermot. <laughs> you know. There's, God, Irish people are, th- we're hilarious. Oh, I'm not talking about you and me. Uh, we're obviously hilarious. Oh, but Irish people, when something happens in the news and they tweet about it or something happens in yep. a global sport event, it's a, God, the Irish humour. Like Dave and I always look at each other and go, Jesus, Irish people are 
so great. Very, very funny. So funny. And it's n- it's not offensive. It's not, you know, it's it's it, he slags off, you'd say Drimna is the worst par- place on earth, the whole lot, but because they're they're next door to each other. Yes. Um, but, or he's always slagging off Dundrum Town Centre. <laughs> it's very, very funny. That sounds hilarious. Check, check it out. I look forward to following instantly. Do. And I, I could have dragged a lot more out of that, but we're, we're almost out of time. Just before we go, Yes. We, we have we have someone looking after our, our social media. We will have. That's unbelievable. Exactly. How did we do? What did we do to deserve that? You, you, know, we, you know, you know, Mel who works here. You actually with. interacted with her with your dog. Uh, Mel is wonderful. Yes. Mel is wonderful. Mel She's is great. fabulous. She also has a dog. She also has a dog. Yeah, a very cute little mates. dog called Poppy. Uh, we're going to be uh, best friends as exactly. soon as the lockdown. Doggy best friends. Yeah. That, that, we're that's zoom a, together. That's a, a really cute dog which I've seen in person. Little white mm. bundle of fluff. Cute thing. Um, Mel was saying, uh, do you, like, you're not great at this social media stuff. <laughs> I think she, she didn't you're exactly say right. that, but that's right, what Mel. she that's what she meant. Yes. Right? And I said, well, we do our best, whatever. And I said, do you want me to do it for you? And I said, like, because Mel is busy. Yes. Right? She she does she does a lot of different things and she has a she has a, 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 a young flute to look after as well. But um, she said, yeah, I'll do it. I said, well, are you mad? What do you want to do it for? I'd just like to be involved in something fun. Well, we have an awful lot of fun here. We don't really. We hate each other behind the scenes. That's, I've never met you before. No, not at all. No. It's all put on. God, if we could rope Mel in. Like, if we can, like, hoodwink her enough to, to, to get her to want to be involved. Exactly. That'd be epic. If we're convincing her that we like each other <laughs> and that, that we have this. a bit of crack. This is great. I, you know. So, we're going to take over the world. We are going, you and me, Mel, Barack, yeah. and my mate Bruce. Yes, obviously. Are going to do a big collective podcast. That's it. To be mutually beneficial and to promote each other's work. Yeah. And they're going to come calling, and Mel's going to contact them on social media, and they're going to be like, "Who are these hilarious people?" Here's what's going to happen, people? right? They've nicked our act already. Yes. They'll probably come and nick Mel now. Possibly. You know so what they're like. So lock your door, Mel. Springsteen. The boss is coming stay for away. you. Right? And Obama has definitely got some contacts in the Secret Service. So Mel, you're going to have to double lock those doors. Well, just anyway, we're, we're going to we're going to be all over the place. No pressure, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. Is. I'm glad you waited till we're on air to yeah. tell me that. She said something about Instagram. Instagram. Is this some metric that you use to measure porridge? I believe it is. Interesting. Um, so my dog's on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> At Nevi and Stevie B. Right. She's really beautiful. My right. dog is a very beautiful animal. Okay. For next week, yes. we need. What did you say? You put up a picture or something. I said I put up a picture of my dog because oh, I'm did. a obsessed yeah. with, with my dog and b just generally cr- dog crazy. So I'm really sorry to everyone in my life who's to suffer pictures of Stevie being sent to them. There you go. I I'm, won't stop. Well, but obviously, I am sorry. Um, I won't have porridge for breakfast. Not that I'm regimented or anything, but I'm not having it till next Tuesday. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so cool. So You're so you lead a full I'm varied existence. You, so I can't do the experiment until then. But as soon as I do, I will I will pass on the picture to Mel, who will put it all over social media. This is... I didn't know that about you, but it doesn't <laughs> surprise me. <laughs> I could do it at any time, but I couldn't be bothered. Okay. Just you know what, I mean? what What do you eat on a Monday? Um, uh, Monday is a is a, a, a no food breakfast. It's it's an apple and two oranges. That's really sad. Well, I've eaten. It's very acidic. Too much over the weekend, you see. Okay. Good breakfast sets you up for the day, though. But, oh, I know um, that. Yeah. I know. Oh, no, the rest of the week, I have good breakfast. Okay. <laughs> Just Monday. I'm not ask. No, I, I, again, I'm not at all regimented. That's amazing. Mm. But let's, unsurprising. Let's leave it there, then, shall we? <laughs>
Do you want to do the outro? Your suggestions and stories are, of course, always welcome. Look it at uniquemedia.ie and you can follow us on Twitter at lookitpodcast where Mel is our social media manager and we'll be putting up lots of amazing content. We'll be on the gram fairly soon. On the gram. You can subscribe and leave a rating or review. That would be very nice of you and would be very helpful to us on your podcast platform of choice. I'm Al Dunn. I am Neve Bennett. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Look it. 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 Will you listen? Produced by Unique Media. Unique Media.